Bald and blonde. Welcome to the Mindset Evolution Podcast. Hear about tips, tricks, skills, tools, inspiration, mental hygiene. Know what you want and how to create what you desire to achieve predictable results and create a content life wherever you are. And here are your hosts, Kathy Tate and Daisy Pup. And hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode. In fact, episode 50 of Bald and Blonde Mindset Evolution. I'm Kathy Tate, the Bald Warrior, your host from Down Under. And with me, as always, is Daisy Papp from Florida Keys. Hi, Daisy. How about that? Episode 50. Well, I'm so confused with the numbers and with the counting. First of all, hello <laughs> to the world. Hello to you, my dear friend. I'm so confused with the numbers because we have season one, then we have season two, and now we're in season three, but you count it as episode 50, and now I don't even remember. I, <laughs> so wait a minute, so which episode is it? So we're in season three, it's episode number four or five or three, and then she says 50. So now I go away. <laughs> but actually, yes, in total, it is amazing, and I'm so excited that we have these episodes and that we count them and that we do them and produce them and we put so much love and passion in them. And the feedback that we receive from over 50 countries grasping that there are people interested in hearing what we have to say because it helps them. They feel better. They feel more balanced. They get better results in their lives in 50 different countries. That is such an amazing impact that is filled with love and filled with passion and comes right here from my heart, from the Florida Keys. And I know it's coming right there from your heart, from Brisbane, Australia. And we are truly, literally embracing the world. And it is so joyful. It is amazing, like, to just imagine. And I have this map on the wall behind me mm -hmm. and I'm actually going to do little red dots for all of our countries and put up a video on Facebook. So make sure you check out the Bald and Blonde Facebook page, guys, to see where all our listeners are. It's astounding. Some of the countries I've had to look up the names mm -hmm. because I didn't know where they were. So it is just mind-blowing. I mean, we're happy to have every single one of you listen with us each week and make sure you share it with your family and friends because we know that that it's helpful and we know that everybody regardless of where they live or how they've been brought up face the same issues on a humanitarian level and that's what we're talking to we're talking to the infallible human exactly. side of you <laughs> i should say fallible not infallible <laughs> that is so important to recognize not only realize but also recognize that we're all humans you see yes and this diversity announcement and yes, diverse this, diverse that. And yes, we need to change the world in this way and that way. And what the media is really trying to guide us to think their way, I'm totally against it because there's only very few new media outlets that are telling very valuable aspects of reality as I humbly perceive them. I'm not trying to judge them, but I realize that globally, all the media is reporting about the same things that just cannot be that they want to tell us what is important. Because I see here on your map there behind you, and when I go through the list of the countries that we are so much more connected 
than the media will ever want us to know because it's dangerous. Hmm? Well, they are controlled by a very small number of mm-hmm. power bases, that's for mm-hmm. sure. But getting back to our worldwide audience and speaking to each other on a humanitarian level, recognising that despite our cultural or religious or age or gender differences, we all still face the same thought patterns and the same humanness is in us all. We're all fallible. We all make mistakes in a way where we have to keep evolving and learning, even though we don't believe we actually make mistakes. We've done an episode on that. Look it up. What I want to talk about today goes right into that sort of thought that we are just humans Mm. and we are going to face emotions sometimes that the best of us might still even experience despite how learned we've become because it's such a human thing to Mm. feel instinctively, right? Mm -hmm. Wait, 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 wait. Feel instinctively? Well, that is one thing, but there are also thoughts that can lead to specific feelings based on traditions and cultures. So it's not only instinctive and we can also disconnect ourselves from these automatic processes that, oh, for example, now the neighbor's dog died and now I have to wear black for one year because the grief year is one year, 365 days. And now you see, so there are different aspects in different countries, different backgrounds. So it is not instinctive. I do not agree instinctively. I think some things can be instinctive because yes. of your conditioning. Yes, automatic or belief systems. responses. Yes. That's the direction I'm coming from. Yes. And I think that the topic today is directly in line with that. And that's so what why is I it? want to talk about it. Yes. Well, <laughs> it is jealousy. Oh, jealousy. Yes. Mm. Now, you can understand Mm -hmm. why I say it could be an instinctive response based on your own belief systems and whether it's subconscious or not, your programming that you've been brought up in a certain way to believe certain things. And it's a hot topic, I think, because I do actually think that a lot of people think it is instinctive and cannot be changed as well, which is another reason to talk about it. So I have a little bit of a problem when it comes to the word definition of instinctive because my definition may be different. And I just like to clarify that instinctive is something we're born with. So we see it in the animal world. Okay, no, I'm not using it in that context. So that's a good point. Mm -hmm. I'm using it in the context that we feel it without wanting to. It's just there. So it's not voluntarily. Right, like falling in love. I have fell in love before and then I've dated other people. There's no way I'm in love with them. Mm -hmm. Most people know the difference, Mm -hmm. that falling in love feels like it's something you can't change or stop. It just is this overpowering type of emotion. And I think that jealousy can be perceived as the same sort of thing, but I know that you would have an opinion about how we could change that and not let it overtake us. Because I think it's a big thing in the world and not just in romantic relationships either. There's professional jealousy Mm -hmm. that I've experienced in my life. (laughs) Me too. 
that's why I want to talk about it. I okay. think it's an important topic. I agree with you. And I hope I haven't made too much of a mess of introducing it. <laughs> I hope it's not too confusing for our audience. So when I say instinctive, that's what I mean, that you feel like you cannot stop it happening. Yeah. Not... It just happens. In the direction of the word you were going. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, so I agree with you that jealousy knows no boundaries, no borders. I see it when I work with my international clientele, different cultures, different backgrounds, different age, different gender, different sexual orientations, and the jealousy can sneak in to all of them. So I agree. And not only romantically, but professionally, in the family, platonically, in sports, in all different areas of life. Now, what is jealousy actually So we want to define actually what happens because the word, people know how it's written, they know how to spell it, they know how to pronounce it, and they know how it feels, jealousy. But actually what's behind jealousy? Doesn't it mean that, well, what you have, I cannot have? Mm. Doesn't it mean that, oh, when you give attention to Johnny, then you don't have enough attention for me? So again, I'm excluding the possibility that I could have it or I can have it, I deserve it as well. Because you, let's say, you can have five cousins and you may like them just alike in different ways. You will have different aspects that you share with them, different aspects of your life, different hobbies, different conversations, different topics of conversations. Maybe with Johnny, you have spiritual conversations. Maybe with Elizabeth, you have wonderful, deep, poetic conversations. Maybe with someone else who is a librarian, you enjoy speaking about literature. So that doesn't mean that because you speak with one person, great spiritual conversations, and now with librarian, you speak about great poetry or about literature, or you speak about philosophy. Can you really measure which one you enjoy more? No, because you need them all. If I ask an athlete, world-class athlete, okay, which is your favorite exercise that you do to train for the competition. They usually don't want to pick one because if they favor one, they immediately put down the other. Smart move. Mm. Because if I already put down one of them, then I feel not so... Enthusiastic. (laughs) That's very good. Enthusiastic to do the ones that are Lord, they say, no, this is complete. And one step after another leads me to the competition or to the gold medal or to the world championship. See? Yeah, absolutely. And we spoke about that last episode, didn't we, in saying words matter. But what I want to come back to is something that you've described and I just want to lock it down. So what's behind the jealousy is like a feeling of you couldn't have it yourself or you're lacking it. I wonder. I asked questions. Mm. It was not a statement because here's what I'm trying to do. I would like our listeners out there to think for themselves. So is it maybe because you're jealous of Johnny or you're jealous of Lucy because you feel, oh, when they have it, then I can't have it. Or does it come from a point of view or an emotional point, energy and motion, or from the feelings that Oh, when Lucy has more, then I will have less. That's my question. I want the listeners out there to start thinking about it. I'd like you to give me an example when you felt jealous or someone who (laughs) felt jealous to not do it this direct. 
Maybe somebody who you observed who was jealous. It's probably better. Okay, so, well, I did have an incident happen the other day where I was with two friends and one friend left and I think it was because they felt jealous of the connection I had and the fun I was having with the other person. Okay. Is that an example? That is an example, <laughs> yes. It's an assumption. Yeah, well... Because it's not spoken about. It was spoken about the next day. Okay. But not really admitted, but it's my observation that I believe that's probably where it was rooted. Well, when that happens, I think it is also a good moment when we are in a group of people, that we create an ambiance where everyone feels part of. Absolutely agree that this person left before that could even happen. It was quite abrupt and, yeah, they had no interest in even trying to create that with us. So it was quite interesting when you stand back from it. Okay, so now I usually don't do that, but let's assume... Hmm? She was jealous or he was jealous. Now, let's put ourselves in their shoes for a moment. We cannot physically, but we can in our thinking, processing, in our mm -hmm. thoughts, we can. So they observe two people having great fun, great conversation, and they feel left out. They took it personally. Yes, I think so. Okay. Meaning that it might have triggered, I'm not saying this is the case, it might have triggered something like insecurity oh, well, of course, they can speak so freely and I don't have a story to tell. So feeling of not being good enough. Because if they would be fulfilled with themselves, filled, I'm using that word on purpose, filled up with yeah. worth, with self-worth or with self-care or yeah. with self-fun. Because look, when you and I go to a theater where they're playing a great comedy, Or really a great play that's just so humorous that people almost fall off the chairs because it's so funny. We expect us to be the observer. And yes. then, then we are observing and we enjoy that observation. But the moment we are part of, then all of a sudden, well, so they do that. I want to do that too. So I choose not to be the observer. Now, your friend who was there and left abruptly there is a possibility that they may have been in a moment of their lives, in their mind, in their emotional state, that, well, I want to participate and I don't want to be the observer. And they didn't speak up. Hey, I'd like to participate instead of just leaving. But to the basics of jealousy, and I give you a very harsh example, and probably many of our listeners have heard of stories like that or have experienced it for themselves, or were at the receiving end, or maybe at the active end. Betrayal in a relationship. Let's say in a relationship. Monogamous, committed relationship. Because that's how it started. Hmm? Let's say. And one cheats with someone else. Then something happens within us that the intimacy that I was committed to only live with you, and only enjoy with you, and only have with you, you betrayed that and you gave it away. Therefore, it lost value. And I'm grieving you not appreciating that great value or the same value that it has to me. Yes. So you see the jealousy itself is not the jealousy itself. There's so many different angles to it and aspects to it and ingredients to it. Yes. So under yes. the jealousy then is even the hurt much stronger. But we don't want to admit that I'm so hurt that I become jealous. Hmm? So it's an internal job. It's an inside job. 
Now, would it bother me to a degree if someone plays on my jealousy? I'm not a jealous person. I do not consider myself as a jealous person because <laughs> very clearly, I see that you want to play polo with someone else, although I want to play polo with you. Then why would I want to play polo with someone who doesn't want to play polo with me? Yes, absolutely. You see where it goes. So it has a very different angle to it, but people only get stuck in their feeling that, but I want that, I want that because I can't have it. Then they start panicking. Oh, now he's giving his love or his caressing or his endearments and his attention to Judy instead of me. Well, if he really wants to give all his attention to Judy instead of giving it to me, although we have a committed relationship, then I'm going to leave that committed relationship only because I don't want it from someone who is not giving it to me voluntarily. Yes. So you yeah. see what happened in a relationship then. All of a sudden, we're equals again. So you want to play with someone else? Okay, I'm fine with that because I don't want to play with someone who plays with all kinds of people at the same time. Oops, and all of a sudden it's equal. So it's not I'm the victim and the other is the perpetrator. Yeah, I was just going to say that's totally taking your power back from it so you're not a victim to it is the way you think about it. And you've hit it on the head again, I think. And I think that jealousy, there's, there's an old saying, right, the grass is greener on the other mm -hmm. side. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a couple of answers to that. One is that's because it's been fertilised by bull crap. <laughs> I see. But the other one is the grass is greener where you fertilize it. So where you put your attention to it, where you put your energy into it, that's where the grass is greener. You manifest exactly what you believe and what you say and what you do, right? So we've talked in the last episode about words matter and how they can turn into physical reality. And mm -hmm. that's the track I'm going on here. I think the same thing applies when we talk about something like jealousy. So you have to get to, as you've been saying, what's at the root of the jealousy? Why are you feeling this way? What is it really that's going on in the situation in your mind? I personally stay away from the why because the why is usually bringing us into a hamster wheel because the question why leads us to all kinds of justifications and our brain is an answering machine. I would not ask that question. I would ask, so what's the cause? Not why. What is the cause? Because it's more direct. So what causes me to do that? Because when I ask why, oh, because I'm not worthy. Well, I, I was always jealous. Oh, I'm just like grandma. She was always jealous. Well, everyone in my family was jealous. Or if I'm not jealous, then I'm not showing them love. Because let's say this, there are some cultures where jealousy is very important in a relationship. Because if they don't show the jealousy, the other person, their partner in specific cultures, they feel, oh, so she doesn't care for me anymore. He doesn't care for me anymore. And on the other hand, there are people out there, I've met a few of them in person. I even lived with one of them who loved to make the other person jealous. That was their game. But why is that? Well, he almost bit his teeth out with me because I'm really not in that type of jealousy. I made it more clear. So you must feel really insecure. So what is it that I'm not fulfilling? So you need the attention of A, B, C, D. 
if I'm not fulfilling what you're seeking in ABCD or maybe finding in ABCD, then I'm in the wrong relationship. So there are so many aspects. I agree. Absolutely. The reason I would say why is to bring an awareness as to why you're thinking like that and then go straight to the what. That's what I do within myself. I feel like I have to recognize what I'm feeling. Why am I feeling that way? And do a self brainstorm. <laughs> How long does it take you usually? A couple minutes. Not okay, very that's long. Good. Then that's good. Yeah. Because there are some people, they go on and on and on, and then they're a week right. long, and then they get into a very deep state of sadness and they become very destructive in their behavior and self hurt and become incapable of participating in life in a healthy way. Yes, I, I see what you're saying. And I agree. There are definitely people out there. I think the, the key thing that I learned was just not to stay there, mm. bring the awareness, and then figure it out. Out, mm. which is the step that really changes things but I do think the awareness of it itself is something that a lot of people need to do more of like a lot of people are not very self-aware around mm. they just react to the feeling so if there's a jealous thing feeling and then they react and they don't actually even think the whole thing through and that's what we want to encourage them to just stop in that moment and look into yourself more instead of reacting to another person. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. That's a very important thing to do in many aspects of our lives. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that is why I suggest asking the question, what is the cause? Because yeah. when I ask what's the cause, what causes me to feel this way instead of why, what causes me to feel this way is more direct in the direction where I can get data to do something with then. I give you an example. Let's say your friend felt jealous. Had we asked her, so how are you feeling? Where do you feel it? And what is the cause for it? Because maybe it's not even what happens right there, but maybe it reminded them of something that they felt and experienced in a very hurtful way, and that triggered it and that made it even worse or made the feelings even stronger. And then, of course, they learned how to cope with that feeling of jealousy. Now, some people go and cheat on the other. So you make me jealous. Now I go and find someone who's really just licking my wounds. Hmm? Not virtually, yeah. not literally, but somehow emotionally. So the way out is finding out what is the root of it. Is it because, well, I feel inadequate. Everyone is making a joke and I don't know any joke. Or also oh, now they are having fun. And of course, they leave me out because that's how my life is. That's the story of my life. I'm always left out. You see, now then it actually goes back to pictures that they have in their mind. Or maybe mm. it's going to the reconstruction of some memories. Because let's face it, memory is not something factual like a surveillance camera would record. Hmm? But there are feelings and emotions involved. And the reconstruction, every single time we reconstruct it, it may change more often than not. They found that out when they did witness programs and they asked the witness yes. one hour after an incident, one day after the yes. incident, one week and one month and one year or 10 years after an incident. And interestingly, it was as if not the same person would have observed the same situation or incident. So it's a reconstruction. So it is more important to find out, okay, so what happens within you? What happens within you when you feel that jealousy? well, my hands are cramping and I get really angry and I get upset and I would love to punch them in the face or pull their ears or, I don't know, pick on the pimple in the face. I, I don't know, some kind of things that people may come up with. 
Now, the jealousy itself will not subside when we do not change our thinking around it. Period. Now, when we go to siblings, and let's say they are raised with a big difference of attention, let's say one is daddy's girl and the boy sibling does not get any attention from daddy. That's survival when they're little. So it's also parents' responsibility how they raise their children to not even grow jealousy because we weren't born jealous. It is, there's something I want and I have the feeling I cannot get it. And then comes worse version of it. There's something I want and I cannot have it, but Susie can have it and Angie can have it and Louis can have it and Frank can have it. And then it makes me angry. That thought, not the action or the situation itself. It's how mm. I perceive it, what meaning I give. It goes back to standards. When two people meet, let's say two singles, even if they never really thought about the details of how they would like to live in a relationship, if they want to have a one night stand or if they want to have, uh, well, just a short love affair, maybe they want to have a side affair, maybe they want to have just like sleeping around, which I personally totally disagree with because of the harmful consequences of it, what it does to the people. That's why I'm really not onto it. We can speak about that in another format, maybe, which is not even podcast format, my suggestion. So when two people meet, they already have somewhat an idea how the relationship will go or should go. Dangerous, 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 if they don't speak about it. Let's say you and I, we met, right, last year in January. And let's say, yeah, okay, let's do a podcast. And let's say we would never speak about the details. It could have turned into a complete disaster. Because actually it's playing the lottery. Who am I playing with? Who am I podcasting with? So now it's all my responsibility. I thought it's all your responsibility. So you see, even in a fun project and mission and cause that we're working on here in the Mindset Evolution, the Bald and Blonde, it goes down, okay, what's your standard? What's my standard? How can we find agreements? How can we build a bridge between your standard and my standard? And is it at all compatible? So when two people meet and they choose to enter into a relationship, into a relation first, and then let's cross the ocean, right? With the ship relationship. I'm repeating this relationship because I want our listeners to be able to relate to it when they have a picture in their mind. Because it becomes so much more logical when we see, okay, before I enter a ship, I wouldn't go and board a ship with anyone. I want to have a relation with them first. I want to know how can I relate to them or how they relate to me. And when we have a picture in it next time, when you maybe look for a new relationship, maybe business, maybe volunteering, maybe community work, maybe romantic relationship, choose wisely. And when you choose wisely, you will have less momentum drive to be jealous. I like to go to the root cause. Look, if let's say you go on vacation for one month and I would so like to enjoy that and I would so join that, but I cannot fly into your area at this time and mm, I would so love to participate. Now I can do two things. I can be jealous and make my life miserable from morning to evening. Oh, now she's sitting there and she's having a cocktail and she's having fun and she's dancing and maybe she's even doing some cooking classes and she's probably making new friends and I'm sitting here all by myself and I cannot join. How is that going to make it any better? 
It doesn't. But when I am joyful with you, wow, this is amazing. She's sitting there and she's sitting in the cabana and she's dancing and they have a DJ and she's having the cocktail served and she has the crab cake served and the lobster tail and this and now the fresh salad and the fruits. Look at all these fruits. Then I'm not even feeding into jealousy when I'm joyful with you. Then there's no jealousy. Yeah, I agree with that. And I was going to bring up us as an example too, because we've built such a great relationship in the last 18 months. And this podcast is our joint project, but each of us have separate businesses and separate brands and online personas. And we've always made a point of being okay with that, that you will do interviews with people that are suitable for the realm that you like to talk in and promote in. And I do lots of interviews with a completely different type of audience and have a whole brand around my alopecia people. And we've always encouraged each other to be our best versions in whatever we're doing, whether it's the joint podcast or our own separate things. And I think it's a great example because I think it works because I want you to be your best version. I want you to be successful because I know you're doing it to help other people. And I want to help you do that as Daisy Pap, as self-recoding, as well as the blonde in Bald and Blonde. And I think so that intent that I want to see you be your best and share in the joy of that is what removes any possibility of jealousy. That's very smart how you see this, because I agree with you. And it's not only smart because I agree. I agree with you because it's very smart. <laughs> so I wanted to make a point here to clarify. So it is important, though, that in the very beginning, we made it clear, okay, so we have this project and we will make it as a priority just right after our own business. So it is not, let's say, that I have five other projects and now they all are more prioritized than our joint venture, our joint adventure hmm? and our joint mission and cause. So yeah. clear agreements in the last episode, we spoke about it. Words matter. And in the episode prior to that, we spoke about assumptions. Do not make assumptions, ask questions. Kathy, how would you like to go on in the future now when we have, let's say, 10,000 downloads per episode? How are we going to handle that? Where are we going from there? Let's agree upon something. Let's brainstorm. We want to do it this way. Instead of me yes. sitting here, oh, well, oh, yeah, and I plan it all out in my head. I don't even let you know. And then at the end, I'm disappointed that you don't agree with me because I caught you just cold because you had no clue what was going on in my head because I assumed you can be my personal mind reader. Yeah, that's so important. And we do a lot of that joint discussion and brainstorming. I think that's a big key to why our relationship is so great. And why others aren't, because they don't have the level of communication and equality that it takes to really create something that's that's strong and enduring and equal. Mm -hmm. Despite we have different skill sets, we have different experience, we have different levels of knowledge, but we still complement each other so well. Beautifully. Because one of us is brilliant at this bit and the other one's brilliant at some other bit that neither of them could swap that role. Like mm -hmm. I know I can't edit um, <laughs> audio, I put my hand up now. Don't ask me. That's Daisy's department. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so let me 
go back to the jealousy just based on our example. Let's say I'd be jealous because you were at this expo and you met so many business people and I'd be jealous. So now how is that going to help me? Now, if I wanted you to, instead of going to the expo, spend time with me, this is not the case, dear listeners, I'm trying to find an example that is understandable easily, that you can relate to. Let's say I was jealous because she went to the expo and I did not. Why did that happen? Because the expo happened in Brisbane and I'm in Florida. Otherwise, I had gone with her and we would have <laughs> had a blast. So if I'm jealous now, that means that I'm trying to deprive you of something that brings joy to you that in turn would bring more joy into our relationship. And because I couldn't have it, I don't want you to have it. So actually, I'm trying to deprive you because I feel deprived of your attention. It's really sicko, isn't it, when we just dissect it in this little parts and pieces. Yeah, well, to me, that just screams, I need external validation. Maybe, or maybe it is because I was always jealous and I never wanted somebody to go to an expo without me. Maybe there's something in my history, in my life, that expos need to be visited as partners and that's how we do it. Maybe that's sure. my belief for whatever reason. Mm. I don't even need to justify. Yeah. But when I try to take something away from you because I feel I would want to participate in it as well, then actually I'm stealing from you. Isn't that the case? Well, yeah, you could see it that way. I think more importantly is what you said before, that it does nothing for you. What does nothing for me? Being jealous of the expo or the situation you're describing. Well, but I feel it. Does nothing for you, does it? Feeling that way and staying, being victim to that feeling does nothing for you. So you mean there's no return on investment? Well, there is, because I will feel sour, I will feel angry, I feel maybe abandoned, I feel ignored. Nothing positive in it positive. for you. <laughs> no, you've got it. You see, words matter, sweetheart, words matter. And even every word... Yes, they do. I missed one out. <laughs> you see how interesting it is, and it's so important that we then point it out to be able to communicate... If I would have yes. let it sit and now start assuming, okay, so there's nothing in for me. So what's she thinking? And then I just jump to conclusions and the mess starts. So we're not going there. But isn't it the case that let's say once a week, the wife would like to go with her girlfriends for lunch or for a walk in the park or meeting other friends, or maybe she wants to go to the dog shelter with her friends. Now, if she'd describe it up front, Let's say her husband is more on the jealous spectrum of his life. When she can say, look, this brings me so much joy and I like to fill up that container of joy because then I can bring it into our relationship and in our relationship we will both benefit from it. And if he's then still very jealous, then I'd say, hey, man, you have some work to do. Call me. Find me. <laughs> I help you. <laughs> Is it important to realize that it's okay to have a playful jealousy? Maybe yes. I'm not in disagreement with that. But let's go to the root. Because actually, I believe it means that someone else has something that I cannot have. And because I think that way, it makes my emotions, energy in motion, and then I'm steaming, and then I get upset, and then I may say mm. things I don't mean that way, but only in that moment, and later on I regret it or resent it, or maybe not. That's a different level of expressing anger, that I'm not even resenting what I said, or I'm not even sorry. 
Yeah, I would say to that, to ask yourself, if that is what I want, then how can I get it for myself? Instead of thinking in sour terms of I can't have that or I don't have that, you know, turn it around for yourself and say, how can I have that if that's what I want? Mm -hmm. Now let's go back to the two people who started dating. There are some people who are more monogamous than others. If I'm looking for a monogamous relationship, I think it is my responsibility and right to speak up for that and share with the person I'm just seeing, look, so this is how I see it. This is how I can see us evolving. This is how I can see us growing. Maybe I want children. Maybe I don't want children. These are very important aspects that can be stated and can be discussed out in the open mm. instead of assuming and I can share my standards. I only want to enter a relationship where I can live in a monogamous, committed, intimate relationship. That's my standard, yes. personal. Now, yes. there are the people with different standards. Nothing wrong with that when it's okay with them. And if they share that from the get-go, from the beginning, with the yeah. partner of their attention. Very yeah. important. Because then they are free to choose. Yes. And in the beginning, it's easier to exit Then when we were already dating two years and now I find out, yeah, well, he only wanted to play around or she only wanted to have me as, you know, I'm her puppy dog. These situations exist as well. So I do believe that preventing jealousy would be the key. It's not about, okay, so I'm jealous. Then it's already de facto. So what do we do? But what can we do proactively? When we are jealous, then it's usually not only that we are thinking, but we have that feeling. Maybe my heart is racing, maybe my legs are cramping, maybe my fists are tight, or maybe I'm just getting sweaty hands or a sweaty forehead, or I start shaking and my voice starts vibrating. It is important when I feel jealous that I also speak about it. Look, honey, you went to the expo the other day and I really felt left out. And I want you to enjoy because you have the right to feel joy as well and find your inputs that are joyful for you. I just wanted to share with you that I felt really empty inside. I felt I was left behind. Now, when I speak about it, then I give my partner, business, romantic, platonic, community, I give the other person the chance to relate to me. They don't need to agree with me. Oh, that's stupid. Why would you be jealous? Because I went to the expo. Well, I didn't choose to feel jealous. I share with you that I do feel jealous. And this is what happens within me because when I feel jealous, then I feel that maybe I'm not enough for you. Maybe I'm not worthy. Maybe you're ashamed of me to take me to the expo. Maybe you're afraid that I would make a stupid joke and embarrass you. Maybe that's the reason. That's how I feel. So you see, there's so many under the jealousy. The jealousy is just the symptom. It's the tip of the iceberg. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that a lot of things are now coming into play as you're speaking about this, because we're now talking about intimacy. We're talking about trust. We're talking about communication. We're talking about words matter. We're talking about assumptions, expectations. We're talking about all these things that interplay right here in this conversation and by the way we have done episodes on all of those things guys so if you <laughs> haven't true. yet listened please go back and have a look and have a listen to them all because this podcast itself is one giant conversation around our mindset and how to evolve ourselves 
to not be reactive, hurt, jealous, small beings. We want to encourage you to grow and be open and evolve and be the best version of yourselves and help those around you do the same. And this episode has gone super long because it's been such a super interesting conversation. So I'm going to wrap it up here. It's wonderful. <laughs> and say thank you, Daisy, for the real insights in that conversation because it is a really complex sort of thing that happens to everybody like we talked about. It's a human level. It's a human emotion. It's a big conversation about what we allow in our life and future episode to come, the standards that we allow as well. So look out for that episode coming soon. So that's it from us today. I'm Kathy Tate. Thank you for tuning in. And thank you, Daisy, my partner in Bold and Blonde. Mindset Evolution. And thank you so much for contributing and supporting our show because you spread the word so we can reach more people. You spread the word and you help them to become also a self-developer. So I'm truly grateful and we're super grateful for the contributions made to us because it helps our show to remain ad-free because that's what I'm committed to. I don't believe that in our show any advertisement has place. So thank you so much. I talk to you next week and bye-bye, Kathy. Thank you, Daisy. And thanks for joining us for our episode number 50. It's a real milestone for us. Make sure you go back listen to our early stuff, let us know what you think and share it out with everyone. That's it from us. See you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Bald and Blonde Mindset Evolution podcast. If you love what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast. In our show notes, you'll find the link to our Facebook group where you can personally connect with Daisy and Kathy, and the link to our website where you can find all of our previous episodes and much more of goodies so you can get more value. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. That really helps out the show and helps us to get some powerful feedback from you. Talk to you soon.